0: to ring the bell
1: all right ding ding
0: what is up everybody welcome back to two views movies I'm Garrett and I'm Carson. And we're back in the MCU with uh Ant-Man and the Wasp Quantumania.
1: But more importantly, we are coming as Super Bowl champions back <laughs> yeah. talking you, about this. I forgot. You called it last episode and I cursed
0: you for doing so, but you did. You thought I, did, thought I jinxed uh, us. I don't I don't believe in jinxes. It's just more of like uh you spoke it into existence against the Bucks and it didn't happen. So I just thought maybe. Maybe we should not put that out there, but you know what? You, uh, out fine. you're not superstitious. You're just a little <laughs> stitious. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. But yeah,
1: it feels good. It feels good to be on top of the world from Kansas city every once in a while. Yeah. it's a, We're still, we're still under a week. So it's, uh, it'll probably be on the forefront of my mind for at least another two months. Man, that is bizarre. It was a week ago. Yeah. It does not feel like that. It feels like a month. Well, the amount of media that we've consumed uh, <laughs> yeah. about just Super yeah. Bowl stuff feels like it's it's been a lot of hours, that's it, for sure.
0: It's amazing how you go from when you lose – that's the last thing you want is any sports media at all. Just turn stop it, all it off. Like just to turn it all off. Wake yeah. me up when it's week one. I don't want preseason. I don't want free agency. I don't want any of it. And then uh, when you win, it's the exact opposite. It's like, oh, let me watch every show that I've never watched before just to see them talk about the Chiefs. <laughs> what's this guy who I usually hate? But let's what's what's
1: he saying about the Chiefs? Yeah,
0: maybe maybe he's turned a corner and maybe I want to hear it. So no, that's exactly what it's been like.
1: Um, I want to hear these guys eat crow because I remember them talking trash earlier this <laughs> evening.
0: Sure. Yeah. So good, good call out. Yeah. We are Super Bowl champs. We're back, back on top. Um, I guess the question out, you know, if we're, if we're bringing that back into the movie world, does Ant Man bring Marvel back on top?
1: Well, Ant-Man uh probably needs to to hit free agency market. He <laughs> ne- needs to bring in some new some new players cuz uh, w- what they have uh they're they're struggling a little bit. Well, they they to their credit, they were bringing in
0: Jonathan Majors um to this movie which is, you know, introduced in Loki and set up to be it was, a big, the, the, it, it was yeah. a big get. It was a big get. Uh, perhaps it's coaching. <laughs> i think that's a little bit of a fair statement although i would i would make an argument at this point on how phase four is going that maybe it's beyond the coach maybe it's it's gm and you Ooh. might even want to say commissioner level at this point oh commissioner um, <laughs> not, not even
1: ownership we we jump ownership and go straight to commissioner well, level. i
0: mean if you're if you're saying feige is the guy
1: for uh, all things marvel Oh, and Ant Man's the the team. Is that where mm-hmm. we're going? We're, yeah. we're fractioning out these little uh, these little mini fr- franchises inside. Okay. Yep. I can get yep. along with that analogy. Yep. We definitely need uh definitely need, uh, well GM I think he assembled a good a good cast. I think it's the sure. coach that, that that dropped the ball. That's that's the writer and the uh and director here. Well, we we can uh we can forego some of the
0: football analogies and actually start No, let, about. let's let's do only football <laughs> analogies this entire episode. I don't think I can keep up. I think we'd start getting <laughs> lost in in the translation. So the quarterback. Right. <laughs> okay, so we're obviously talking Ant-Man and the Wasp: Quantumania. Let's get into the the blurb, the cast, and then we will um get going. Superhero duo Scott Lang and Hope Van Dyne, together with Hope's parents Hank Pym and Janet Van Dyne, find themselves exploring the quantum realm, interacting with strange new creatures and embarking on an adventure that will push them beyond their limits of what they thought was possible. Directed by Peyton Reed, who has done both Ant-Man 1 and 2, as well as some other movies like Yes Man, Bring It On, Down With Love. Cast, Paul Rudd, Evangeline Lilly, Jonathan Majors, Catherine Newton, Michelle Pfeiffer's, and Michael Douglas. All right. You know what I do on Marvel movies? I let you take first stab. Spoiler free. Where are we going? Spoiler
1: free. So um, we are so far down the path of superhero movies that their um, counterpart in the comics, I mean, you don't need to really compare them to what the storylines were. You know, maybe, especially a third Ant-Man. You know, we've already... Divulge from the original Hank Pym who's supposed to invent Ultron and yada 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 and all that um, so basically you walk in this movie as they have a, a clean slate they have a character that we've kind of been introduced to in Kang from Loki um, is it the Kang that we know from the comics? yes, no, kind of, maybe I don't know um, coming into this you have Kang the Conqueror what we know is that the other Kang's exiled him into the quantum realm and so this king the conqueror is the one in the comics that we know that typically fight the fantastic four sometimes the avengers with that being said we've mentioned this many times on the pod fantastic four is a terrible comic <laughs> and a worse movie <laughs> um, and the bad guys are, are just bad so kang is basically iron man from the future like he has no powers it's his technology that makes him formidable you know he's a uh he just has the superior intellect and the and the suit of armor that that helps him be who he is and he navigates time and manipulates time in order for him to rule the world like that's in different pieces of of time so that's kind of his his (laughs) very brief and and uh, not very detailed backstory but i've never been a fan of Kang because I feel like he's he's kind of boring um, I know there are huge Kang heads uh, because there are huge uh, Fantastic Four fans and, and I never really get that that's yeah. not my, my jam um, so coming into it the only thing that excited me was Jonathan Majors and that it was kind of tying into the Secret Wars plot that again they're changing everything for so it's basically a clean slate other mm. than calling it Secret Wars it's they're on their own path. And I think the only way reason they're doing this is to somehow some way bring in the X-Men eventually. And we are <laughs> like four or five phases. It seems like from me, from getting X-Men at all, uh, which I think is the only saving grace of the MCU right now is the hope that there are X-Men coming and hopefully they write the ship before they get there. So lo- lo- long intro in- into that. That's uh we get to the quantum. We, we, we saw the trailer for this. The quantum realm does nothing for for Carson. Like it, <laughs> I have zero interest in the quantum realm. We, mm-hmm. We've been there before. We've seen it. Um, this is a new a new take on going even deeper into the quantum realm. Mm-hmm. And I'm just not I'm just not here for that. Yeah, you know. And so when you saw the trailer, it's like I don't care. All I care about is this movie moves the MCU along into a line that we can predict of seeing what's, what's to come. Which is what I
0: felt. Honestly, they were kind of setting up like trying to,
1: well, I
0: I guess where I'm going is like, I kind of feel like Marvel understood that Ant-Man in and of himself is not going to be a pivotal movie. So they shoehorned King into this. Well, they set him up in Loki first with some, with some heady, impacts um, messing with timelines, all that kind of stuff. So I I think where they were going with this is that they understand Ant-Man is Ant-Man. They understand he's not a big character and that we're on the third movie. And I think Marvel was trying to set this up as a setup movie. And that's why I think they tried to shoehorn Kang into this to make it a little bit more relevant, to help it springboard, piggyback off of some of those things that were in the Loki show. Um but I don't I don't think it worked the way they thought it would. Um, it ended up dragging, to me, dragging Kang down from a pedestal they had put him on in Loki and the heady, high-level concepts in that show and what the implications could have been. And instead of elevating Ant-Man, Ant-Man pulled Kang down to just an Ant-Man movie level um, because in this movie, you don't really get a lot of those heady concepts, the big picture, uh, the, the big picture is the quantum realm. I don't care. (laughs) I just don't care. It's not all the timelines and the possibilities of what could be that was spawned in Loki. So I feel like it was a giant step backwards for Kang and a, probably a little bit of a step backwards for the MCU, because if you ask me, am I more interested in the MCU after the end of Loki or the end of quantum mania? I would say the end of Loki. I would just kind of like to delete this movie and (laughs) Mm -hmm. move on.
1: Yeah. Uh, And at the risk of being a spoiler, uh, Kang, they build up as the conqueror. Even at the end of of Loki, they say, you know, look out for my variants. You know, there's some far worse than me. And they set up, everybody's scared of this guy who's the conqueror. Even the other Kangs are scared of this guy, the conqueror. And they neuter him in this. Mm Mm-hmm like if you're trying to set him up as the big bad for all of this, the new Avengers to, you know, and potentially all Avengers of all time, you know, to come together to to, to fight and what happens in this movie happens. Mm-hmm. You're like, well, this guy, I mm-hmm. mean, this guy, you know? Mm-hmm. And so it's similar uh, to, uh, I'm equated to Zack Snyder's, Justice League, which I mm-hmm. try to bring up as often as possible because you love it, <laughs> yeah, is the first time they introduce Darkseid. He loses. Mm-hmm. Uh, they, they they show this flashback of when he came to Earth and lost, and he's like, "Oh, but we need to be worried about this guy." Like, well, no, we just saw him, yeah. lose lose to Ares, who Wonder Woman took care of by himself. You know, so it's uh, I'm not scared of this person anymore, mm-hmm. uh, and you just set this up. This is supposed to be the big bad, the the Thanos equivalent for this next, you know, couple of phases. You you failed miserably in that setup. And that's mm-hmm. where uh that's where I think I have my biggest problem. But I I agree with you. We came in thinking this was a stepping stone. This is an introductory introduction to Kang, um the conqueror, and uh it was, but also you know, now I don't yeah. care about him. Right? Yep. Uh it didn't move the needle.
0: Uh, I think you and I talk about this every time we do a podcast episode on an MCU movie in Phase Four or whatever phase we're in. I truthfully don't even know. And I think I don't this even care started this Phase Five. Is that whatever? Movie? Sure. Let's just say this phase. Post. Yeah. Post. Right. We we keep hoping for two things, and obviously the intersection of these two things is the pinnacle. But I think we would be fine with one or the other. We want a really good movie and we want something that gets us to be invested or believe in the direction of the MCU. And a lot of this phase has done neither, Um, with the exception of Spider-Man. I would say Spider-Man was a really good movie. At the time, I thought it was moving the MCU forward. Since then, there's no real piggybacking on the multiverse concept that's introduced in Spider-Man. So it's, it's a... A lost thread, um, so I, I guess where I'm at is that each time we keep hoping this, um, whether that was with Black Panther, whether it was with Shang Chi, whether it's with Eternals, now whether it's with Ant Man, um, Marvel to me is is kind of missing the mark on both, and they're definitely not hitting the sweet spot when it comes to a movie that does both. And truthfully, if we can project a little bit here, I don't think it's going to be Guardians either. I think Guardians has the potential to be a good movie. I don't know that James Gunn and Guardians have any interest in setting up a whole lot for the rest of the MCU. I think they are more interested in wrapping up their trilogy, their story with their characters. Um, So I'm hoping that it's a good movie. I don't have any hopes that it moves the MCU forward. And it's just becoming a a little too, I'll just say, disappointing to keep going back to the theater, hoping that, you know, we can relive the excitement that was the infinity saga. And so far it's, it's not there. And Ant-Man for all its potential, I guess, um, doesn't, doesn't do it.
1: Well, I I think they're missing in this entire phase. Uh, the first part of that is a good movie first Mm -hmm. and foremost, you know, Trying to to make a good movie first, and then have the through line of how do how are these connecting? Uh, they're missing on both fronts. But mm-hmm. I mean they they should come, they should come at, let's make a good movie first. Yeah, and I feel like they're phoning it in. Um, and whether it's and it seems like Marvel Studios, based on the news that we we've heard you know recently of them pulling back on the amount of content, is they were just trying to ship stuff out mm-hmm. and maybe them focusing on each movie and what it's actually telling and getting back to things that actually make you feel something that uh ho- hopefully that's a good a good shift yeah um, because they recognize there's an issue and it's it's not just a, oh pump it out you know you go over here and do your thing and hopefully it's good and we're gonna come over here and do your own thing and hopefully that's good mm-hmm. and Shang-Chi maybe we <laughs> i haven't seen anything anything from from him there's no Mm -mm. tie-in there's no mention there's no there's no nothing um like all of these are just kind of random standalone okay movies and i feel Mm -hmm. like they're only okay because we're transferring our feelings from phase one two and three onto them
0: i agree um I saw somebody tweet something out, so I can't take credit for this, but I wanted to say it to you because you know, of your stance of the villain maketh the movie. Somebody said that the Marvel Universe has now come full inverted circle, which they said means that earlier, Marvel had good movies with mediocre villains, and now they're kind of in an area where they've had some pretty good villains with mediocre movies. So I'm trying to think back through who that would be. I kind of thought the dad in Shang-Chi was a pretty good villain. I liked Gore the God Butcher. They messed him up. But, I, you know, a lot of potential there. A lot of potential for Kang. Um, I actually like, uh, is it Na- Namor? Namor? Namor, Namor yeah. I thought he was a good villain in a very mediocre movie. So it's like they... they solved a little bit of part of the equation and then messed up the other part is kind of how that tweet read to me. And, and I can kind of see it. I, I don't think that's the crux of their problem. It's just funny to see because for, for so long, the, the criticism against the MCU was throwaway villain, throwaway villain, throwaway villain. And they, they still are kind of throwing them away, but they're better quality in some of these phases, but they, the movie around them is just not as good.
1: Well, yeah, I mean, all those that you named had great setups Mm-hmm. gore the god butcher i mean he's a freaking god butcher that butchers mm-hmm. no gods in the movie you know <laughs> you know it's like it's like that's what you want to see you want to see him be a, a badass he's got a cool backstory cool you know plot cool motivations you know want is in in a great actor playing him you, know, you have a lot to deal with and fail mm-hmm. you know sean chi's dad really cool you know immortal guy has these things you know get up and then you get to the end and he's just mm-hmm. just pfft, you know, mm-hmm. like, like, what? All of a sudden he's being played, you know, by something we can't even see like, mm-hmm. in this, this dragon? Like, what? You you ruined this guy. Uh, who else did you say? You said... Uh, Namor. Yeah. Well, Namor. Uh, or... I was okay with, with Namor, but at the end you have him lose to, well, to, sure. to Shuri, and he's kind of ruined their, I think their they whole were... beef. And... Yeah. <laughs>
0: don't, don't get me wrong. I think the movies still mess them up, but I think we're at least saying, like, oh, these villains... They were real close. You could yeah, add him, yeah. and that's how I feel about Kang in this one. Which mm-hmm. is like, I thought Kang leaving Loki was awesome, and I thought the King in this, I'm just like, uh, I mean, so, but Jonathan Majors is good. You you have it there, and yeah. you you kind of just mess it up with a bad movie around it.
1: Yeah, and and Kang, I'd say two thirds the way through this movie, you're like, okay, mm-hmm. he could be a badass,
0: mm-hmm.
1: and then the the end of the movie, and so it's it's like they're they're there, but they won't go all the way with it, and that's that's mm-hmm. that's. An issue, yes. Uh, I I would say if that's how he's describing what we're saying, then then inverted, <laughs> yeah. inverted circle. Sure. Yeah. yeah.
0: Um Okay. So something else I wanted to mention too, Um, and I think this is a problem. And friend of the pod, Dusty, has mentioned this. This is kind of his soapbox. and I'm going to steal it because I think it's right. I think, I think the scope in this phase is too big for every movie. Part of what made Ant Man. Fun in the first few movies is that it's a little bit more grounded. It's in the real world, you know. There's jokes. It, it, oh, it, you miss
1: the pun. It was smaller. <laughs> what? <laughs> I was waiting for you. Oh, it's yeah, smaller. Man, okay. it's, yeah, gotcha. Okay. Um,
0: but everything's so big, and that that happens here, right? Like Doctor Strange, big Spider Man, big. Sometimes it works. Shang Chi got too big at the end. Um, this one in particular, it. It's like a Star Wars
1: movie, right? Yeah. Like yeah, you okay, introduce you introduced a whole universe. Yeah.
0: Yeah, you introduced a whole universe that we're supposed to go play with. It's like that's Ant Man and that world gets lost. Ant Man's fun in the real world because it's crazy to see a human that can go down to, you know, nano size and then be as big as a skyscraper in the world where this whole other universe is filled with just random aliens and characters. Ant-Man loses his coolness in that regard. The, the practicality of what he can do is just totally gone. It's lost on the the scale of everything. So I do think that Marvel suffering from a scale problem too. And I, they keep ratcheting it up and ratcheting it up. And that's why partially I think I'm ready for Blade because just go oh. kill some vampires. That's well, it. Keep na- it simple. The
1: nation of vampires. Well, fine, <laughs> whatever you want to call it. But like, <laughs> no, keep I'm, it, I'm saying, keep, I'm saying they they could you know blow that up beyond. Well, what they, they could, need to, but yeah, I would they, hope that yeah, I would hope that
0: still, even if he's killing lots of vampires, that it's at, on Earth and um, in a city, you know, like daredevilish. Like keep mm-hmm. that stuff reeled in. Um, so I think that's another problem that this movie suffers from is the scale of the quantum realm just becomes so big for this movie that it's just it's just too much. It felt very star Wars to me. We're introducing these characters and aliens that that I don't even really care about. It's a CGI fest everywhere, which all of Marvel's movies to me are starting to feel like the same CGI. Like I can't really separate egos planet, like the visual background of that from the quantum realm from some of the other. like, it, it just feels like there was nothing unique about the quantum realm that I need to be taking away, other than it's just mm-hmm. some other planet that Thor could have gone to, or you know what I mean? Like, yeah. what's unique about this?
1: Yeah, and I got two two comments on that. One thing is talking about too big. They tried to go time travel and multiverse, and I get that those can be connected, but they also don't have to be. And mm-hmm. I'm trying to tackle two separate concepts of just because you have a, an other in the other world doesn't mean it branched off a timeline, mm-hmm. you know? And so you're, you're, you're tackling the Kang thing. And then, then the Dr. Strange thing that there's a very, very wild concepts that you're, mm-hmm. you're trying to, to rope into, into one, one thing. And so that's, that's way too big. And then you have celestials above that, you know, mm-hmm. with, with which everybody's uh, forgotten about. Right. And, and they probably should for now. You right. Know? And so, uh, so, so that, that's part of, part of the, the two big piece. And to your other point, aliens, <laughs> I mentioned this to you this week. I decided halfway through this movie. I'm, I'm done with, I don't like yeah. alien worlds. like I don't like space worlds like humanoids. Like if you're, if Drax, Drax is a green human. Fine. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm okay with that. Or if you bring an alien to earth to where it's, I'm going to use predator as an example is okay. The rest of it, I can wrap my brain around and then we have one, one alien out there. Uh, okay but this whole f- again and it's probably the cgi that's I'm probably sure that. That's, that, that's probably why i'm so against all of that. i don't need to see a guy walking around out of made of jello or whatever the guy was mm-hmm. made of like if there were aliens i'm sure there's all sorts of different looking ones but give me the Cree that are just blue blue mm-hmm. people you know squirrels that have funny chins but they're green and they're human you know mm-hmm. i can i can do that i can I'm fine with that, but I'm done with all these again tentacle monsters. I'm yeah. done with all these 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 things. I think it just takes I, me
0: out of the movie. I, I think that's just. I think. I think obviously, I don't think you're wrong. I mean, it's your opinion, but I, I would agree with it. And I think it's. I think it's a culmination of things. I think it's CGI fatigue in general, mm-hmm. right? Uh, I think if they did more practical effects, it'd be a little bit more tolerated. Um, but then you can't go as crazy, right? Because you are gonna have to do something a little bit more humanoid or. Ish. Right. Um, so I think it's a little bit of CGI fatigue. I think some of it, I, I've talked about this in other capacities before, but I think some of it's just the sheer amount of movies that you and I have watched. Like, you know, you, you've seen one fake CGI alien, you've seen them all, right? So Gun it does guns. nothing for me. Yeah, and you, and you need to. This movie didn't sprinkle them in, it just. You're there. Yeah. Threw them up everywhere, right? And it's one thing to watch it in like a Rick and Morty cartoon, right? It's another thing to watch it when you're watching humans interact with it and do goofy things and you know you're watching CGI and So I- I'm with you. It's just it doesn't do anything for me. Um Yeah, I-, I agree. It's just the whole everything about the quantum realm was just I don't know. Uh it it wasn't fun, it wasn't cool, it wasn't exciting. It it's just you know stuff I know they tried to have fun with it at times you know they, like drink the person's jello and you can hear the language yeah. that they're talking in now like okay fine like that was I liked that but is it anything to hang your hat on no um so yeah I I am with you the the alien world the the quantum realm the CGI all of it just whatever
1: yeah and I don't know how you do it but this is no different than a an alien planet sure so there there is no distinguishing features of we're just really small Right and, and and I don't know how you do that. Uh, I don't know how you would show that, how it would be different, but essentially just on another planet. And, right. then, and then that's and that's where they are. And, like, okay, they went to another mm-hmm. planet, and this is the civilization civilization that they found, and <laughs> yeah. King's stuck on it. And he's just yeah. trying to get off this planet. Yep. that's the,
0: the, yeah. yeah. That's what I said about the Ant-Man concept, is that him being small or big means nothing in this world where you're just surrounded by fantastical things left and right. Mm-hmm. This Whatever is in your imagination is in the quantum realm. Ant-Man works in the real world because you know one minute he's tiny the next minute he's as big as the Empire State Building. That that has a sense of scale. In this movie you just they try to give you a sense of scale I think at one point later in the movie but it's like whatever. I mean it it truly is like I I keep saying it. It was like a Star Wars movie. There's so many parallels to Star Wars here. It's like when when they walk into the bar on Mos Eisley and there's all these little different characters around. like, that's how this feels like four different times in the movie. And, you know, Kang builds up his army that looks a shot exactly like the clone army in Star Wars. Like, there are so many stupid Star Wars parallels. And I'm not talking good Star Wars. I, I should make that very clear. <laughs> I'm talking prequels, Star Wars, and then something happens that's straight out of, you know, episode nine at a key moment in the movie. So I kept finding myself thinking like, this is what I felt like when I watched Attack of the Clones with bad CGI, predictable plot, I don't really care. So instead of lightsabers, you're giving me, you know, pin particles everywhere. It just, I don't know. I, I, None of it really worked for me. It wasn't overly funny. The acting was fine. The plot was whatever like yes. i just left this movie like i was an hour into the movie which by the way takes about an hour before you even see Jonathan Majors they keep talking about him but he doesn't show up for an hour into the movie
1: which which, which i think is okay cuz they're building him up as this this boogeyman sure you know and like he's right. the one everyone is scared of which, right. is, which Concep- is the right. route to go i think right conceptually that's fine the problem
0: is when the movie's boring for the first hour (laughs) and the only thing you have to look forward to is Jonathan Major showing up then it feels like you're just treading water right I'm not invested in anything else even you are telling me as a filmmaker that all I should really care about is this carrot you keep dangling in front of me so now I'm just getting pissed off that you're dangling the carrot and not rewarding me with any other kind of action or good plot that I even remotely care about so that's the problem is if you want to keep teasing it cool like one of the biggest teases in movie history I think is the what was that twenty fourteen Godzilla or whatever where they just keep doing it over and over? <laughs> right. That's what it feels like. They're just get me to Godzilla. I don't care what Aaron Taylor Johnson, Elizabeth Olsen are doing over here. Right? Like it's filler, and there's nothing there that excites me until here. So yeah, I think if you're gonna tease people, that's fine, but you better be giving them something like little nuggets along the way to enjoy. Otherwise, they're just gonna start to revolt and get bored
1: before I get to the rating, I did want to bring one more thing up from the trailer is MODOK. MODOK is in this movie. (laughs) There are a lot of MODOK fans. He even has his own cartoon on, uh, on Hulu. Uh, So a lot of people waiting to see MODOK and uh, that we got a glimpse of him in the trailer. I've for every second that I've read comics from the beginning of, of my what, eight years old, I've hated MODOK. And so I'm glad that they've used him in this and now he's he's off the table. So we okay. don't have to waste another movie with him in it. Yeah. And so that's uh, that's a perk that I give I give this <laughs> is he was and I know there's a lot of Modoc fans, but I've always hated the guy. Like I don't I don't get it, you know. He's just a giant floating head that has mm-hmm. like a death ray essentially and stuff. That's how he was represented. Yep. I mean, he, he was comic accurate from not his origins, but his, his presentation. So Mm -hmm. you can't fault them for that, but uh, (laughs) it's such a dumb character that uh, it, it fit in this movie.
0: Yeah. I, I really feel like that could have been a pretty fun character, but in the context of this movie, I just, it didn't click for me. It didn't work, which is the same as basically every other thing in the movie, whether it's the humor or the plot or the story or the effects, like none of it worked. Like, could it have worked in a better movie? Yeah, I think MODOK has a lot of potential that I saw to be kind of an off-the-wall character and funny and just weird, which mm-hmm. I think sometimes the MCU needs because it doesn't have a lot of weird going right. on
1: in it. Um, just didn't work in this movie. No, it definitely didn't work. Um, but I'm glad it's not in a Captain America you know, well, and for so, sure, and for so we're sure. we're not using him later you know, <laughs> right. in some higher stakes. Yeah. So when it comes to my rating of this, um, leaving the movie, uh, I wasn't as mad as I was from Thor. Okay. And although I think upon rewatch, I would enjoy Thor more, and I would think this is more boring. Yep. But I think what angers me most in Thor is the wasted potential of what they had And here. My expectations were just like, okay, we just gotta, gotta get through this to get Kang and and move on. And so it's like, okay, they kinda, they kinda did that, but this was just an okay movie. And so Mm I wasn't, it didn't swing my, my disappointment level so much. It was just, it was more boring, but it was, it was fine. Um, Thor, I was Love and Thunder. I was angry at, and so that's why this this gets a slightly better in my mind than than Thor, uh, just from the expectations and potential. So, what does that mean your ratings? I I don't remember what you rated Thor. <laughs> um, I'm at I'm at a, probably at a two on that, just because on this one, and it could be my lowest rated MCU movie. Um, two. And I, I would say two and a half because again I think it was fine, but I think mm-hmm. it dropped the ball on a lot of it. So I'm just okay.
0: fine. Yeah, I'm surprisingly I think I'm I'm a little higher than you. Um, I just gave it a two and a half, but in typical Garrett fashion, if you were to say no, you can't have a two and a half. You have to have a two or a three. It's it's absolutely a two over a three. Um, I end up talking. Who ever said you couldn't have a two and a half? No, no, no. I'm just saying now sometimes I always say things like, you it's know, I'm closer, closer to, to uh, okay. Yeah, yeah. Okay. So I'm saying like, if you put a gun in my head and said, no, you can't have a two and a half, it's got to be two or three. It's, I mean, instant two. The, the, like the lower even, end of two yeah. and a half. Okay. Um, I mean, it was, I, I gave it a two and a half because I just felt like I, I was bored, but I wasn't angry. Yeah. Um, And truthfully, I, I can see Jonathan Major's potential. Yep. Me too. Um, Me too. It did not do anything like I've read some reviews where people were like, Jonathan majors was so good. I'm like, what really? Like this is not me knocking on his acting abilities. I can see in the movie that he's got great, great, great potential to be an all time villain, but this movie didn't, didn't bring it out in him. And I don't think it's his fault. I think it's, it's the movie's fault. Similar to Christian Bale. Although I think Bale actually shined a lot more than what Jonathan majors did. Um, they didn't, again, mm-hmm. take advantage of what I'd want that character to be, but if I'm stacking up, if I'm saying which performance and character did I like better, Kang or uh, G- Gore the God Butcher, I'm going to say Gore the God Butcher. Um, I think Bale just did better. Um, so I, I, I'm just two and a half, ugh, two, two and a half, whatever. I'm not going to sit here and split hairs over that. I, I generally just think it was a waste of a movie. Um, it, it wasn't funny. Paul Rudd wasn't funny. Um Michelle Pfeiffer was fine. Like the one thing we just talked about, I I think the thing that was the most grating for me was movies where things don't happen because a certain character just refuses to talk is just the bane of my existence. Right? (laughs) Like you, you can do it once, right? Right. Now's not the time. I'll, I'll tell you in a minute. I felt like they did that five times in this movie and I'm probably yeah, I exaggerating, yeah. but it felt like five different times. Like I'm not going to tell you. I can't tell you. I don't want to tell you. I should have oh, told she, you. Oh, she hasn't told you. Yeah, it's like, <laughs> dude, come on. Because now it's Now it's going beyond the realm of believability, right? Like if you're in a bad situation, you can't say it right then, fine. But then when you're just like flying on a ship across the desert to go somewhere and you have all the time in the world, you're really just not going to talk about what this thing is. And it's, again, that's my whole point about like the carrot. They kept teasing the Kang thing, kept teasing the Kang thing. But it's stupid because the characters are stupid. And they're just saying, Mm -hmm. I don't want to talk about it. Like,
1: (laughs) okay, fine. Listen, we are literally on a a different different planet and you're not telling me that why everybody knows who you are. Right. Like that's, it's just lazy writing. It is. It's very lazy. The
0: whole movie was lazy. The the quantum realm was lazy. The jokes were lazy. Um, the cameos were lazy. What they did with King was lazy. Just, it felt very phoned in at a time when I thought that you needed needed to really hit it here with King and you didn't. So I'm at a two and a half. I would easily be down to the two. Um, I actually would prefer to watch Thor and Thunder because it tried something. It it missed a lot of marks. There's moments and ideas in that that I like. There's elements that I like more than what I like here. Th- this to me is if this is on TV, I'm not even stopping on it anymore. If Thor 11 Thunder is on TV, I'm going to probably turn it on and be like, is it really, you know, is there that glimmer there that I, I'm maybe I'll find here on my fourth one? I'm not finding any glimmers in Quantumania.
1: Yeah, and so I haven't rewatched it yet, which I know the whole theme of our podcast is two views (laughs) because the the second view you get expectations out of the way, you can kind of sit there and enjoy the movie for what it's supposed to be. Uh, I I can't get myself to do it yet. I have it; it's right over there on my shelf, and and so it's. (laughs) But I haven't got myself to do it yet. But I. But I'm. But I feel like there's hope that there is potential. Like maybe I was too hard on it. Right. That that's what I'm. That's what's in here. Like was I holding on to Thor doing the splits early on throughout the rest of the movie. <laughs> right. like, can right. I cut that out of my brain and just enjoy the rest of it? This one, yeah. I don't think there's any of those nuggets that I want to go back and rewatch. I think it, I think it'd be a right. boring rewatch. Yeah. Uh, and so uh, that's just, it's two different. Yeah. You know, again, one was kind of, uh, again, like I said, hate, hate from the potential wasted. And then another one is just kind of flat and boring.
0: Yep. I, I will use a sports analogy and it's not going to be football. Yes. Oh, not football. Um Thor Love and Thunder is like somebody stepping up to the plate and taking three massive cuts at pitches and just and whiffing. Like or maybe you foul tipped one, right? Quantumania is somebody who got up there, left the bat on their shoulder, and watched three straight pitches come right down the middle and struck out and just walked back to the dugout. Like so I'm going to give Thor a little bit of credit for trying, for taking some cuts at the ball. Quantumania just left its bat on his shoulder.
1: Just uh, I'm good with striking yeah. out. You could easily stay in football. You could have gone with you know Thor was just constantly throwing the long ball and sure. whether they connect or not. You, sure. know, uh, you know maybe, but they're trying. They're they're heating yeah. it down downfield. Maybe Tyreek's down there. Maybe he's going to sure. catch it. Sure. Sure. Know? And Quantumania is it,
0: handing off to the fullback, running into the back of the line for three yeah, straight qu- plays.
1: Quarterback sneak, four plays in a row. Just just go down. Quick, kick on, down, quick, quick, <laughs> quick kick on third down. Just give up. Quick kick on third. Just just boring. You know. Yeah. yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yep. Well, let's get some spoilers because there's definitely some things we need to to hash out here. All right, let's do it. This is your last chance.
0: After this, there is no turning back. Okay, what you got? in Spoilers.
1: Did we not see at the end of Ant-Man 2 them going back in the back of the van into the quantum realm and janet says nothing it wasn't scott stuck there for six oh, years yeah. yeah uh why why was he why was he going back down there i mean they were just exploring and he was yeah going the, going. i forget why but yes and then then and the she said nothing and at that point of let's not go back down there sure. you know yeah and it's like wait he was already there and stuck there and time changed differently there for him right you know and that I was like, wait, what? She never had an objection at that point. So no. we're already... But we also
0: he- established that she wasn't going to say anything ever until this hit critical mass. So that, that's their easy fallback is that she well, just no, refused to talk about it. Well, no, she was
1: yelling at Cassie and closing it down and not letting her mess with it because it might send a signal to him. Well, right. That, so she was again, all pissed off. Oh, I didn't even tell me you were doing this. Like, you are part of this in our own freaking movie, yeah. you know, that you were there and all. And then you dusted. Like, yeah. it, it's... So that that part bothered me if you we can't even look back at, at what we've already done when we're writing the, this and it's the same director and sure and I, I I'll
0: I'll whatever uh, that Dump. to me is that Dump. to me is not really any different than any other kind of gymnastics you need to do around certain plot elements and not just marvel but other stuff like i i can they're going to write it off and just say well you know she didn't feel comfortable saying it at the time because she didn't feel comfortable saying it earlier and maybe it has to do more with the signal being broadcast than does anybody going down there and exploring you, you can you can write your way around that or talk your way around that so i'm i get what you're saying but it's it's not that's that to me is not a big
1: deal oh well, that's dumb and then once they get there, any time that they actually told the story of Kang or even kind of their backstory or whatnot, they could have put pieces of that when they asked her, "What's going on?" Opposed mm-hmm. to like you said uh, earlier of, <laughs> "Of, I'll tell you later. I don't want to talk yeah. about it." You know, like that's that's so and like okay, like listen, you have a literal a literal team of geniuses that require information in order to get us out of said situation that they, they kind of need to know mm-hmm. what, the, what you know, you know, to get out of mm-hmm. this and yeah. you don't share anything and you don't think Hank is like, Hey, listen, I need, <laughs> I need to know this stuff so I can get us out. You yep. know, I just, it, the other bad, very annoying.
0: The other bad thing about that is that there's nothing to help build up King. Like you're, you're being, it's just illusions right? It's allusions to maybe what this person did as opposed to like saying anything that she, by not talking about it, you don't even get a sense of scope. Like, okay, I know that there's a bad guy. I'm not an idiot. I'm watching a movie. I know that there's, this is who you're talking about, but by just refusing to talk about it or show anything, like you're not really building it up. You're, you're, you're pushing it out as a mechanism to get the audience to get to that moment of buildup, but you're not, feeling anything about it, right? You're not, like, you're not scared. You're not threatened. You're not, you know, like, oh, he he, he destroyed us. Oh, okay. You told me he destroyed you. Cool. I don't feel anything about that. I Yeah. You're well, telling I, me how I'm supposed to feel.
1: I, I felt like they had a good idea and even a good kind of intro of the other hymns trapped him here because mm-hmm. he was so dangerous. And then she got a glimpse of him murdering billions of people mm-hmm. you know and so we're getting hints of this is the big bad and he's stuck here you know even himself, you know think he's mm-hmm. the worst of themselves and it took all of them to trap him here so he's he's the one that we're we're worried about but correct me if i'm wrong we don't get the knowledge
0: that the other hymns trapped himself trapped this one here until like the
1: the last act right no no, no. no. uh he said that to her he said that to her When when they were talking about his ship, Okay. a time traveler, and the the other hymns, and that was when they were together, just the two of them.
0: Well, right, but that scene didn't occur until that's halfway.
1: Yeah, I mean, way later in the movie.
0: (laughs) Sure, but they were
1: obviously weren't talking about King until until then.
0: Sure, that's what I mean. Though, is just you're being told how you should feel about this person instead of being made to feel a certain way about the person, and that's always going to fall flat.
1: Well, no, I see. I kind of like the the getting to know the badness of somebody, kind of like the Kaiser Soze. You're t- you're building up this story about somebody sure. from other people, and it's kind of this this air mystery. And I feel like they're starting to do that of. But then they didn't show. They didn't capitalize on on that story later on. Of this is the baddest of the bad. It's just it's some guy. that, well, had maybe man, without yeah. his powers, even beating a fist fight. Well, maybe that goes to to your to the point
0: of just not good writing. The way the way the way they told the story about Kaiser Sose was very enrapturing. It was very, you know, you could see the fear in people. I, I feel like this was just told as like a matter of fact, like somebody reading a Star Wars scroll to me like Palpatine's back. <laughs> okay. I mean, I know I'm supposed to feel a certain yeah. way about that, but you're not doing that. And so I think the way they told it, I, I can see sure. what you're saying and that they the mechanism of them saying it may not have been necessarily bad, but it's just like, it, it wasn't doing anything to like worry me about this guy or elevate. Like I hear what you're saying, but maybe it's because everything else about the movie was so annoying and boring that it was like, okay, I, I guess.
1: Yeah. And I, I mean, I, I hear what you're saying. And yes, it could have been done better, but I like the idea behind it. Sure. And even when they, when she touched the ship and it hit me with Independence Day <laughs> flashbacks <laughs> yeah. of, <Yep>. of, <laughs> of, I see what they're planning to do now. Mm-hmm. Like, that's cheap. You know, yep. telepathy and all, you know, she should find out a different way. You know, yeah. don't just touch it and it's all of a sudden put in her mind. Right. That was horrible. That, that, was, that was really bad. That was yeah. really bad. Again, it's cheap. It's lazy. Yeah. Like all of a sudden, I I know what they're planning to do, mm-hmm. <laughs> and so um, that part was dumb. But but then they showed him in the jail cell, you know, of him just you know flick of the the fingers, mm-hmm. you know, and he's torturing you know Cassie and mm-hmm. and, and Scott, and like he shows, okay, this guy, he's got some power, and he's someone to be you know trifled with. And you got a little bit of it at the end when he just goes out there and starts murdering people. And you're like, okay, we're going to see some really cool Kang stuff. And then he gets beat by ants. Mm-hmm. You're like, okay, that's all it took to beat Kang the Conqueror mm-hmm. is intelligent ants from the future. or the, is that like, <laughs> Yeah. I mean, for. God damn it. Like we had to bring ants. Uh, okay. Yeah. It's Ant-Man. It, it, sure.
0: Well, and that's that's what I was alluding to in the beginning, which is that if this is your your big bad, um, you need you, you brought him down to Ant-Man's level yeah. and got him beat in the first movie. And yeah. I know you're trying to set the stage that there's many kings and there's potentially even more powerful kings or whatever. But again, I don't think that message is... Clicks in the way that you told that story, like no, it's the I, opposite, right? As I the, agree. the I,
1: other kings were scared of this one, and they I took all of them to trap him here, and right? This is the one they're worried about, and he gets beat by ants, right? And, and even
0: even if like let's take all that at face value, I I don't now then go see that credit scene of all the other kings and think like oh, I, I should be worried about this. I
1: just think oh, there's more kings, okay, yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like yeah, there's some more kings, and they're gonna fight Thor. Yeah, yeah, go away. Well, see, they, well, he, even the line of you know, have I killed you before? And I, and yep. you are the one with the hammer I killed Thor. It's like this guy. You know, they're setting up. He's killed Thor. He's you know, right. he's taken out Avengers all throughout time. Tough right. guy, except except those ants. He never faced well, ants before. And, and I would say even the ants.
0: Whatever you you could make a case that you know, Michael Douglas said they've lived. Stop! Th- don't millions build of up years. These ants. Right. No, no, no. I, I'm saying. Let, let's just let's just take it right. Michael Douglas <laughs> said that they 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 basically lived millennia or whatever it was, became advanced, blah blah blah, whatever. You can you, again, not good. I'm not agreeing with it. You can argue that the story writing is there. Losing in a fist fight to Scott Lang, mm-hmm. there's okay. no there's no writing around that,
1: and and not even Ant Man, right. Was, and given his, he, he his, his was his was broken, so he's right. just straight Scott Lang, right? And known given for his he, fighting prowess, and he he's not
0: technically King the Conqueror at that point because well, whatever, because he doesn't have his suit. His suit's busted, so okay. it's it's one on one. Yeah, but still <laughs> Paul Rudd but, versus John right. But still, <laughs> um, that does not look good. Right? It, it doesn't. No. It, okay. And then I, I kind of want to piggyback on this because it, sh-
1: it should have been very easy. It shouldn't have been a back and forth. No. It should have just been him being pummeled. Yes. You could still have the same ending that way yes. uh, with no back and forth, even Paul punching him in to no effect. You right. Know, you you could have still had everything in the end without him looking like yep. this is
0: hard. Yep. And then I, I also want to touch a little bit because it's kind of related on you and I talk a lot about this in comic book movies, but the sense of power scales. Mm -hmm. they as me not being somebody that's coming from the comic book world the only line the only nugget of information i am given is janet saying his tech is centuries beyond ours that's the only line you get to give you any indication of what kang is capable of i don't like i genuinely at the time was like is his suit powering him? Is he is he like Jet Li in The One where he's like one of a few remaining kings and that's why he's a massive power? Is he is he telepathing them? Like I I don't know because all you said was his tech is centuries beyond ours. So I I didn't know what the sense of scale was. So when he's when his suit was busted, I'm like does he have nothing now? Is he just a is he just a guy or because he's yeah. been conquering worlds is he more powerful? Like is he a good fighter? I I don't know what my sense of power scale is
1: here. Right. And coming in cold, like I assume most of the viewers are watching is like, is he a, a mutant? Is right. he, you know, you know, Thor level because he has these things, you know, but mm-hmm. they didn't really harp on. It's just his tech, you know, right. he, he's the Iron Man, you know, of the future. And mm-hmm. has really cool tech. Uh, and again, there was one little throwaway line that you can read into that, that that's what they're getting at. And even the he doesn't have his suit. So now now he's on Scott level. Um mm-hmm. uh, Really, again, poor Jonathan Majors. You know, going going I, toe to toe. I almost Creed, feel Creed like two, you know three looks really bad <laughs> if, if <right. laughs> Paul Rudd can fighting. Yeah,
0: I almost feel like they had the outline for this movie before they wanted to put Kang in it, and then they just kind of shoehorned Kang into it because everything that I was told and learned about Kang through Loki just really doesn't matter here. It doesn't mm-hmm. apply here. They they base they, they allude to it a little bit and then they bring it really in in the in the credit scenes. But beyond that, like, what did any of that have to do with anything? Like, you could have just made this some person in the quantum realm, and nothing changes about this. And now, instead, you've kind of half burned a, a good bad guy.
1: Well, this would have been better if he was just a Kang. You right. Know, don't give him the conqueror status. You know that more relates to the comics don't give him you know he's a king that was trapped there he couldn't get out but Mm -hmm. he didn't know how to get out of the quantum realm you know like that he could still be a bad guy and he's done bad things here Mm -hmm. but but he's not the conqueror one that they're all you know trying to keep you know away from the timeline like that, Mm -hmm. that that would have been an easy way of we just we just saw another variant of him and that's something that they can continue to build on till they get to the big bad one that is the conqueror that they're all the Avengers are gonna fight? Mm-hmm. You know, that, that, that was a way around it, I think, that they could have gone. But it, uh, yeah, they just, they just wasted another big bad in my mind. Do, do you think that king is 100% gone? No, he shrunk, I guess, is what they did. Okay. To him. <clears throat> but again, but he was easily foiled by Ant Man. So, um, so uh, I liked, so w- w- we're at the end here and <laughs> um, scott says i don't have to win i just have to keep you from keep you yeah. from winning you know mm-hmm. uh, we both have to lose like that that's a cool yep. line stupid it that it's in the trailer um <laughs> but uh, a really cool line and he's getting beat and then even the save from hope of she comes in helps This guy who's getting pummeled and she loves, you know, because he has got no powers and it should have just been really one sided. And she comes in, keeps him out, you know, so he can't get back to Earth. It closes. They're both stuck, trapped, potentially dead. That's how the movie should have ended. Of Them sacrificing themselves. You know, Lily and Paul Rudd can be done. Maybe mm-hmm. we bring them back there. Maybe they're trapped in the quantum. Maybe you don't kill them off, but they're trapped. They're gone. Yep. Uh, maybe Kane kills them and moves it on. Then you have Cassie to join the young Avengers and she's your new Ant-Man character. And that have been a very, a much more powerful ending. And it makes me more interested in what's coming in the MCU mm-hmm. when their sacrifice was real, their stakes, you know, King's a badass. Still stuck. We know he's down there somehow, and you carry on the the story with, with Cassie. And so, mm-hmm. like, all of that was set up. And I was like, okay, this is going to be emotional. This is going to be cool. And they skirted it. Yep. 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 <laughs> you, you you said it. I have I have nothing else to say other than
0: that's spot on. And you know that part of my anger with the MCU is the lack of stakes. Um, they just. They skirt around it all the time, uh, and I think it, it it wears thin on people when you don't really think... It's hard to get emotionally invested in something when you think that it's all going to be sunshine in the end. Mm-hmm. And that's part of the problem the MCU has, is they're scared. Man, I love Paul Rudd, Chiefs fan, yeah. B- great guy, love his, love his comedy, love everything. It's run its course, I'm sorry, right. like... Ant-Man is a disposable character at this point. And you, you could have gotten, uh, dare I say, you could have gotten cheap emotional points out of mm-hmm. this one. You could have gotten cheap street cred for having stakes. by doing Bad movie, to-
1: bad movie, bad movie, bad movie. Kill Ant-Man and the Wasp when you're like, yep, It, oh, suddenly, it this, suddenly raises this, up a half star. Right? Now, now we're up into the three, maybe three and a half realm of right. this is a better MCU because they well, did it. They yeah, and honestly,
0: it. you could have had, honestly, y- you write some... Some ending where Cassie and them are looking through the portal and can see what's happening, and you have Kang being ruthless to Snap their neck, you know? yeah, yeah, something to both of them right in front of there as the portal. Cl- he doesn't get out, but Cassie sees what happens, right? That's an ending in the MCU that sets itself apart and saves a bad movie because that's something where I would at least think, yeah. Ant-Man wasn't all that good of a movie, but damn it, that end scene, they really they really drove it through my heart. It was emotional. They 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 did that one scene and that was enough for me to say, okay, I'm up at like a, you know, two and a half or three as opposed to two, two and a half, because they did it. They finally did it one time.
1: It 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 does many things. It gives the hero sacrifice, you give Mm -hmm. Paul Rudd and Hope. Uh, A good ending. It wasn't just Paul because he needed hope to to do Mm -hmm. it too. And she was there, you know, they they love each other and they they did it together. Yep. And so it gives them a a great send off. You save your bad guy. You know, it it sets up Cassie with emotional uh, superhero-ness of she wants to to make, this is now personal for her later Mm -hmm. on when when King does other things. He's still trapped down there. He's still a threat. But also because we have a multiverse – it plays on an emotional piece when paul comes back in the end mm-hmm. from another universe and cassie's there yet yeah, of oh, paul's back you know you, mm-hmm. you can use that cheap trick later of you know he's he's here because of time travel you mm-hmm. know in in 4 years or whenever this this ends so you you could have done so many things with that and accomplished one by just having the balls to kill him off in the third movie
0: right and, and truthfully now that i'm thinking about it what are you going to do with janet and hank
1: I know, right? I mean, they so, can
0: train Cassie, but they're just throwaways. If they, yeah, if they didn't want to get rid of Ant Man and the Wasp, get rid of Hank and Janet at that point.
1: Yeah, but see, but, I, I think that I would like, I would not care about that.
0: I agree with you, but it That's would have it. been, it would have been something, right? And something is better than nothing. I think getting rid I, of Ant Man and <clears throat> the Wasp is better, but or have, get rid of all four, wipe them all out. Like you know what I mean? Like
1: <laughs> do something. Well, I mean, I I think. I would truly – I was expecting Hank and Janet to not be moving forward. Right. You know, because that's just what – they're older characters. Yep. You know, they've – again, third movie. Mm-hmm. They've run their course. What else are you going to do with these two that – Right. They haven't built up anything. That, so fine. Oh, they sacrificed themselves. And everything. Oh, that's stereotypical. That's boring. You know, but but to have Scott and Hope do that, Yep. you know, that that would have been something. It would have. And – even if you want to keep Hank or you want to keep Michelle Pfeiffer back later, you know, coaching up Cassie uh, in a future movie, you have the option, but mm-hmm. you don't. But that would have been so so close to to making this movie matter.
0: Yeah, I mean, it still wouldn't have made a good movie. No, it just but would have been a you would have good have waited to the end. It would have been a good MCU moment, right? Like, mm-hmm. like the, the only comparison I have to it, it would really be when Thanos killed Loki in front of Thor. Like, that's kind of what you would be going for—is that moment where you are like, "Oh, it's it's real now." Um, and I think they need to give Kang that moment sooner rather than later because
1: right now, I just don't really feel like he's that much of a threat. No, definitely not. Definitely not right now. And and we and truly I don't see a light right now at the end of this uh, Marvel tunnel that we're on until we get X-Men because uh I looked at the release count. We had Guardians, like you, you mm-hmm. previously mentioned. I think it touches none of this. I think mm-hmm. it's gonna be a nice little wrap up of that that group and they're done. Yep. Um after that was uh Gosh, there's a whole bunch of of It's a lot
0: of shows. And then I want to say Blade might be next in like twenty twenty four. It's all shows, I think, in between now and then.
1: Yeah. I think Deadpool is kind of the the most interesting thing that's kinda Deadpool Wolverine, which I don't even think touches any of this stuff.
0: But yeah, I I have no I'm I'm worn out right now on the MCU. I have massive fatigue and I don't have a lot of confidence right now in any of the products that they're putting out. Mm -hmm. So it's getting very hard to stay invested in this and want to go see these films or go watch these shows because it's just they're not giving me reason to keep going. And I I know I'm about to say something blasphemous, and I said it to you earlier this Mm -hmm. week. I'm looking more forward to The Flash right now than I am anything else Marvel's got
1: on the plate. Stop. Reword that. You're more looking forward to michael keaton no i, I i'm the actually flash. Look, i'm that, looking that's for, the only thing he, he, that you're here, looking no, forward to no, no, see no, that's you don't want to see true. anything about the flash that's actually you just not to see michael keaton as batman
0: no i am looking forward to keaton as batman i am looking forward to the flash and it is for like nefarious reasons because they are <laughs> blowing it all up right that's yeah, the whole that, that, point that of movie the is burning it down yes exactly right. that's so <laughs> there's interest to me there like you're like shazam 2 no aquaman 2 no, but flash is about to light it, the dc world on fire like literally from a tentpole property standpoint they're they're gonna collapse their multiverse right so right. that has interest to me if they weren't doing that i wouldn't be interested but at least it's something to be interested in mcu is not giving me anything to be interested in right now like, yeah. that's their problem. They they have a massive, massive problem. I don't think we're the only ones feeling like this. I think the general public is probably wearing a little thin on these movies, too. But who's to say?
1: And I think they, they got a lot of slack for the first three phases of, hey, be patient. There will be a through line. We do have a plan. Mm-hmm. But we have six movies. Yeah, something like that we're at six movies in, and we don't really see it still. Right. Well, I, I mean, think... I it's, it's there, kind of. Right. I think the problem is that they're
0: almost approaching it like after the Infinity Saga, they could just start back over at square one, like as right. though none of this other stuff happened, and you can't. People no. don't have the patience to sit through that whole Infinity Saga again. You have to keep momentum kind of going. I get that you kind of want to... Not not fully reset, you're kind of wanting to start a new thing, but you gotta keep some of it going. Nobody's got the patience to sit through a restart of another 25 movie series. You don't have the same yeah. um what is the word you said? The same slack. The audience isn't giving you that same slack this go around because it was the first time they went through it. The second time you went through it I mean it's like when we're watching chief Super Bowls, like would I be mad about skipping to like week twelve? No, not really. Like we've been through this before, just get me to the postseason, okay? <laughs> um so like you gotta you gotta understand you can't well, do that. I mean
1: there's there's the things that we're looking forward to is the big next huge event. But the the patience of okay we got through the Black Widow that was a fun little you know throwback mm-hmm. movie. You got you know Sean Cheese. Like, I'm interested to see kind of where they're going with this. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, and then you you start you got your Spider Man. Like okay that's what's fun one we know. You know good good Spider Man movie. And then we're just like. Gosh, I don't care about these other new characters yet until you tell me what we're doing. If mm-hmm. you want to, if you want to bring in somebody and introduce them into one of our big name characters, like you throw somebody new into Thor, that's going to carry on. Okay, you know that's how you introduce them. But just giving them these, I don't have the, yeah, like you said, I don't have the patience yep. after after six of them. You're like, <laughs> ah, come <laughs> on, yeah. And and Ant Man, you know, God, I, just just kill them Yep, should have killed him. Directors I agree. Got... Yep, I
0: agree. All right, um, I think that's gonna do it. We got a big uh, march. There's a big march. I think we're we're gonna cover what Creed Creed three and John Wick four. And there another one. Well, the other ones are just like sixty five, Scream six. Um, I thought you wanted to cover sixty five. Little Adam no. Driver. No, no I mean probably... I'll, go, I'll I don't know if I'll see it or not, but like I think for us like you, you gotta You're hit. Are not gonna Creed 3 see an Adam John Driver 4. movie?
1: Seems Support like it seems like
0: Waiting, waiting till it comes out. seems like it's like a, a streamer. It did. The trailer did look like that, but it had a driver, so I thought... Well, and it's got dinosaurs. You, you know where I'm at on dinosaurs. You're not a fan. No, no, <laughs> not at all. All right, Carson, where can they find you on Twitter? At Carson Graff, G-R-A-F-F. You can find me at 2 Views G-A-R-R-E-T-T. G-A-R-R-E-T-T. You can find the show on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram at, at 2 views movies, or you can email us at 2 views at gmail.com. Don't forget to subscribe to the show via Apple, Google, Spotify, basically anywhere you listen, we are there. And we just said it. Our March schedule is looking like good old Creed 3 with Kang himself, Jonathan Majors, and uh, Killmonger. Killmonger. Yeah, and Killmonger, yeah. Two MCUs going at it. All right, we will catch you next time.
1: What should we do next? Something good? Something bad? Bit of both? Bit of both!